0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about a costume contest later. We already did that episode docket with the program.
1: Uh, so. that's fine. I need a break from costume contesting. Please. All right. Please. Hey, are you? Take me away.
0: Josh, hush, hush. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. The podcast where Siska puts the fun in dysfunction. So without further ado... We- I mean, you do, though. That's what we like about you. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to introduce the episode. If you can uh, read the episode title, you know we've got another Dragon Award nominee. So first, let me tell you what the Dragon Award is. It's a fan-voted award that recognizes outstanding achievement in science fiction and fantasy literature, comics, gaming, and filmed entertainment. They're giving out given out annually in DragonCon Con. Uh, it, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. It's been going – the award has been going strong since 2016. Not sure how long the con's been going. Probably longer Thank than that. Said- okay. I was a wee one when that was going on. But, yeah, okay. That's that's long because, um, as my son tells me, I, I walked with the dinosaurs as a kid. Um, so the award process consists of two steps, the nominations, which are closed, and now the voting on the nominations that got the most votes – Uh, So they are available to everyone. There is no membership required to vote. There is no exclusivity here. If you're a fan and you like to read, you can weigh in. So, Doc, when does this voting close?
1: So you need to go and request your ballot. And you can register to vote. And voting closes on the Friday of Dragon Con. So that would be the 2nd of August. Guys, You got to get going. You got to do it.
2: What? September, not the second of August. They're way late. Okay,
1: fried (laughs) my brain. And to be fair, Dragon Con has fried my brain already and we haven't even gotten there yet. But it is thank you. It is September second. Vote go and vote. Because the only way to make this the best fan award that is truly representative of fandom is for everybody to have a say and everybody to vote.
0: And I have heard people reach out to me because they know I know you, Doc. And they say, I've got lots of books in here. Not in your category, Kevin. But I've got lots of books in here from authors I've never heard of and books I've never heard of. And my answer to that is, one, go read them. And two, if what you like isn't there, then go vote. Nominate. Do your part. Or
1: go through the nomination process. We've been plugging the nomination process all year long.
0: We have. All right. And the 15 categories are... Best science fiction novel, best fantasy novel to include paranormal, best YA and middle grade novel, best military science fiction or military fantasy novel, best alternative history novel, best media tie-in novel, best horror novel, best comic book, best graphic novel, best sci-fi or fantasy TV series, best sci-fi or fantasy movie, Best sci-fi or fantasy PC or console game? Best sci-fi or fantasy mobile game? Best sci-fi or fantasy board game? Best sci-fi or fantasy miniatures, collectible cards, or role-playing games? All of those are awesome, but uh, we only have one guest, so it's only one category we'll be talking about today. So, uh, Doc, I know you're a little rusty, but can can you ask question three?
1: I can ask question three, since you finally made it to question three. So... Um, can you talk about one second?
2: Well, guys, you want to say my name first? I mean, I know that.
1: Oh, yeah, knows. and I haven't
2: know. even heard question one and two yet. So, boy,
0: well, que- question one and two <laughs> and is so the introduction, they're just line know. item. But I'm gonna blame Doc because she wasn't here to defend herself while we were preparing for this, so that works for me.
2: I see. <laughs> oh, question so, one and two were very, very important. And they were so, so uh, dramatic. We had to edit them. Out. <laughs> number three. This is
0: this is why we like having you on the show. Full That's of wit actually, and witticism. To
1: be fair, question number three is, Kevin, you're a wonderful man. Can you please introduce yourself to our audience?
2: Well, you smiled and you got the wonderful man part. So I, I guess I'll go ahead and, <laughs> and I'll, I'll go ahead and start this. So, um, I'm Kevin J. Anderson, and I've written a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I've written, last count was like 175 novels, and 56 of them were bestsellers. And I've written lyrics for two rock CDs. I've edited 20-some anthologies. I've written comics. I've written uh, games and nonfiction. I'm a professor at a university. Uh, I've I've written for Star Wars, for X-Files, for Batman and Superman and Predator and um and a lot of my own stuff too i got this great series called dan shambles zombie pi which is one of my favorites i've written a giant space opera called the saga of seven suns um i've written an epic fantasy called the spine of the dragon and i've written in the dune universe with brian herbert which kind of is a great segue for you guys because i know that's what you wanted to ask about
1: so you're here today to talk about your dune i experience But what exactly was it? Because you've done all these novels, but this is a little different than your normal novel.
2: Well, so my what's nominated for the Dragon Award this year is in the best graphic novel. Um, I my very first uh, trilogy with Brian Herbert, my, my friend and collaborator. This was like 25 years ago. We wrote a prequel to the novel Dune written by Brian's father. And it's the, the early years, the love story of Duke Leto and Lady Jessica and their battles with the Baron Harkonnen and how Emperor Shaddam comes to the throne. And it's like this great prequel. And it was um, I'm just pulling it up in front of my thingy here. This is the novel, the novel. But I've spent a lot of time working in comics and I've, I've written a lot of Star Wars and superhero comics and everything. And I've always thought that Dune really was ideally suited for a graphic uh, illustrative medium, and at, kind of at the same time with um, with the Dune film coming out and a lot of things were happening in the Dune universe, the 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 rights finally became free for us to be able to do Dune <coughs> Dune comics, and Brian and I also wrote a a graphic novel adaptation of Frank Herbert's classic novel Dune. And that was published by Abrams a couple of years ago, and that was a bestseller and won several awards. But at the same time, we went to a different comic company, Boom Studios, and we wanted to turn our big fat prequel novel, House Atreides, into 12 comic issues. So every month we had, like, like binge streaming a, a TV show, we did 12 monthly comic issues to adapt House Atreides into Um, comic form and what got nominated here is they and they collected those 12 issues into three separate volumes each with a different cover and what you see up there is volume two that's for whatever reason volume two is the one that got nominated for the dragon award but it's i think it's issue five through eight or something like that in the the books so um, it's got a really striking cover of a of a fremen there with the blue and blue eyes and the face covering that kind of blends into um, sand dunes. So anyway, we're very proud of how it turned out. I'm a big comics fan. This is very visual and lots of action, lots of sandworms, lots of knife fighting, everything that you want in a a comic.
1: Well, our uh, fellow co-host is very bummed that he had to miss this because he's a huge comics person. And I will sound the artsy-fartsy person and go, this is amazing because it's super striking. Uh, I love it. To be honest i love how the sand dunes work with her ma- the mask everything this is probably one of my favorite covers i've seen all year long and i see a lot of covers <laughs> so, so i love it
2: so, so what would your we got to work with a, a couple of artists um uh dev and oh, hold on i gotta look at this because they're they're from um alex Guimarez, who's from spain and Ale- dev Pramonic is from uh, oh, I don't know. We got it from email. They're both uh, outside of the U.S. Um, and they both speak great English and they did a terrific job in our in, in adapting our scripts. Sorry, oh, G.R., I, could, did I cut you off.
0: Nope. I was going to ask you what your sales pitch for volume two, the of House of days would be.
2: Well, I, I would say uh, Atreides, I would say you got to read issue one through four first. And then now you have to read issue five through eight. So JR
1: I, also needs to watch the movie so he knows how to pronounce it, Tradix.
2: Well, and and to read the books and to experience the, just everything. So, anyway, I mean, let's. Dune. Get, well, now we, we found the person who hadn't read Dune. So he's right here. He's your co
0: host. co. know. I'm it's,
1: very surprised. We're going I to
0: saw the movie back in the day. It is something that is on my list. I actually am uh, next in line for it at the moment. It's only been out back since November.
2: It's only been out since November. What do you mean back in the day?
0: No, no, no. The the original movie I saw back in the day. I've never read the source material. I
1: have watched every single Dune. I don't normally watch media movies. I am such a big reader and stuff. I have watched every single Dune. I'm sorry. The newest movie I have watched the least. But every other Dune IP, the miniseries, everything, I've watched it at least ten times.
2: Yeah, but see, the new movie is also nominated for a Dragon Award, so you really- I know,
1: you're going to win no matter what, aren't you?
2: Well, I don't know. I don't know you if the movie wins it, so. Anyway, it so. must be up to question number nine or something by now with your line items, so. <laughs> so
0: really. so, what, so what would the sales pitch be now that we're done mocking me, which we do every episode, so I'm, I'm used to it.
1: It is our national pastime.
0: It is, the, the readers are here for it, the listeners and viewers, too.
2: All right. So, yeah. so as I said, the Duke, Dune House Atreides is the prequel to Dune. It's the, you can read it to, to get up to speed before reading Dune. And it's, um, how Duke Leto becomes Duke and and how he falls in love with this Bene Gesserit trained concubine named Jessica, how, how their first battles with the Baron Harkonnen. It's all about the planetologist Kynes who goes to planet Arrakis. If, um, None of this means anything to you, Mel. Then you need to read it and you'll get introduced to all of it. And Jessica is
1: one of my favorites. So I am ecstatic that there is more content on her.
2: So and there are there are three volumes to this. And obviously, I would rather you started with volume one instead of starting with volume two. But hey, whatever, whatever works for you.
0: So what was the, um, the big, like for someone who's read the original source material, but not your graphic novel series, are there any Easter eggs that they would recognize or that you could give us obviously without spoilers?
2: Well, I mean, the, the book came out 25 years ago or so. So it, um, it's a pretty close adaptation of, of the novel House of Treaties that we wrote. Um, although the novels a big fat novel with a million different storylines and you can't fit all of that into a 22 page monthly comic. So (laughs) we had to streamline it a little bit, um, but a picture is worth a thousand words. So just the fact that we can do things visually uh, gives us a shorthand. We can put a couple of panels that'll save me many pages of descriptions. And I I just think that the story, (coughs) the story in Dune House of just really lends itself to a comic format and the artist did a terrific job on it and Brian Herbert and I adapted our story i mean that that was a real challenge to to read 50 pages and try to figure out how to do it into 10 pages of comics
1: so i got to ask how did you trim or streamline the story like how which which parts did you just focus on did you go okay these are the most important because the movie's coming out and so or how did you do it?
2: Well, it wasn't wasn't from the movie because it's not really connected to the movie. Okay, we, we couldn't. I mean, it's the same. It's the prequel story, mm-hmm. but it's not like we had the artists use the same like set designs and costumes and things from the movie. Yeah. Um, I obviously, well, we cut out all the sex that had to go out. That just had to leave. Leave. No, it, not necessarily that either. Um, mm-hmm. There were there were certain storylines that we just felt well you know if if you can only you can only do so much and maybe this one wasn't as important as that one and that's that's really hard it's it's like a sophie's choice on your on your characters and it's like well which one do i get rid of and but you know what we didn't really get rid of them because you can always still read the full book and get the full storyline
1: yes it's picking your favorite child i'm lucky i only had one so it's very easy
2: you already gave up the other five or whatever. so
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. So do you foresee this um, continuing past the book at any point? Or are you going to stop the graphic novel series where the book naturally ends?
2: Well, the House of Trades has already been done into 12 issues and its start to finish of the novel. And we have just sold with Boom Studios that we are going to be doing the other two books in the trilogy, House Harkonnen and House Carino. And in fact, this weekend, I will be writing the script number five out of 12 for House Harkonnen. So that's already well underway. And we've got the artists picked and they're working on, um, I think, issue number one now. You to so- remember with these things that there is a big time lag be- between the time that we write the script and then the artist sketches out the thumbnails and then they do the pencils and then they do the final art and then they do the coloring and then they do the lettering. There's a lot of steps going on beyond what would happen if I was just writing a, like a novel. And So are you
1: using that. the same artists?
2: Uh, I believe there's different artists for, for the house in.
1: Okay. That'll and give it a different feel visually when you're reading it. And, and we looked at all the
2: samples and, and we love the, the new uh, people. There's like Different artists do like three issues in a row and then uh, and then they change. Um, Boom has a whole big stable of artists that they want to keep busy. But the other cool thing is that uh, there's a lot of variant covers on every issue. There's something like four or five covers on every issue because they like a certain comic book chain wants a special cover for their store. And uh, maybe like Emerald City Comic Con wants a special cover for the issue that comes out during their con.
1: Oh my so goodness. It, my collector completest heart would go nuts. Oh, well, it's, it's nuts it.
2: just to approve them all because they, and here's another cover for number three and here's another, but it's just really, it's really cool to see all these different artists taking their own approach to the story that we did.
1: I love it. I'm so excited to see it because Dune is such an epic and foundational piece of literature that everybody and even JR maybe especially JR yeah. could be familiar with it.
2: I mean it it is like science fiction's version of the Lord of the Rings. I mean if you you've you've got to read it. It's, it's it's like the foundational nothing to do with foundation, the foundational <laughs> science fiction novel that I mean it really changed my life. I read it when I was I think 11 years old reading dune and i just and and i i was a science fiction geek a gird, a geek or a nerd what one is trying to say um a science fiction nerd and i just loved it i was reading all the edgar rice burroughs i was reading andre norton i was reading arthur c Clarke, and i um, just loved them and then i read dune and that was at a whole different level it was like holy smokes this is amazing this is as great as science fiction can be and i've read the book i believe Twenty-two or twenty-three times now, and, um, the, and you're and you either a screen
1: reader or very dedicated because those are not thin books.
2: Well, and but I keep well in order to do the graphic novel, you know, I had to read it like an X-ray page by page, and and because we've written in that universe, you really have to understand it and know all the nuances. And Frank Herbert didn't create a a little flimsy universe. It, it's perhaps one of the first. Fully grounded world building, all the different. It dimensions. is very deep, and I've
1: always been impressed with really how much anthropology and sociology he really incorporated into it.
2: Well, we're glad well, so because what he wrote was a novel that was unpublishable at the time. I mean, he wrote a book that got rejected like thirty times because nobody they said, "Who's going to read a science fiction book that's like this long and and there's so many different terms in it and and where's the where's the spaceships and monsters and everything and um well it does have giant sandworms so that's pretty big monsters but um, it is but it's it's not like people in loincloths with swords fighting dinosaurs on venus it it's not that
1: no i i loved honestly i will admit when i was younger i loved the fact that it was set in a desert cuz i i i spent 8 years living in a desert so to me it looked like homey too <laughs> I'm so something's wrong with my brain.
0: So this is where Doc tells me he's going to peer pressure us to make this one of our book review episodes, <laughs> where we do some of the classics. But well, I know. Right.
1: Don't tempt me.
2: Not just Dune. You should do House of instead of Dune. Make them read
1: House of Yes. Start at the beginning.
2: There we go.
0: Well, there go Doc is the uh, Doc is the one that picks the next series of, of book reviews because I picked the last one. So. Uh you, you'll just got you gotta sell Doc because she's she is the decider in chief on this one.
1: Oh but, okay. uh, you you're saying that because you know he's he's somebody I know in real life, so I'm not gonna say no to him.
2: Good. I like that. But but see, here's the sales pitch though. That that even for people like Jr. If you read House Atreides, it's the prequel, so it's like training wheels and it can get them up to speed to reading, do
1: JR needs the training wheels,
2: <laughs> so you can read and then move on to Dune. I see we, I had lots and lots of people who were fans of my Star Wars books, who read the House of Atreides series first, because they always wanted to read Dune, but they were intimidated. But they They thought that maybe if they read my books first, with Brian, if they they read my books first, then they might um, slide right into Dune, and they did.
1: Okay, I will that agree is a- with that. It is a very intimidating world, and for a long time, I, I I was very afraid of it. And I've read most of David Weber's works and all of Anne's and McCaffrey's, so size does is doesn't intimidate me, but it's it's the depth of it. Does that make sense? Yep. To-
0: Yep, and we're going to just move on before anybody makes some inappropriate jokes. Uh, So so what was your reaction when you first heard that you were nominated? Well, this isn't your first nomination for an award, so I imagine at a certain point it gets to be Old Hat, but what was your reaction on hearing you got nominated?
2: Well, it never gets to be Old Hat, but also Dragon Con, and hence the Dragon Awards, which are connected, Dragon Con has always been like my home convention, I think I've missed one in the past twenty-seven years, um, and and I come all the time. I love Dragon Con. That's where um, we
0: met.
2: Sorry.
1: We met at Dragon Con.
2: Yes, I mean that's I've got relationships and friendships that have gone back twenty-five years, twenty-six years, and you know I wasn't even I wasn't even really thinking of this nomination or anything because I wasn't. Normally, for awards, when when you're when you're earlier in your career and the awards like mean the most to you, you campaign like crazy for them and you really focus on them. And I was just kind of busy. <laughs> you know, I had book deadlines, I was doing all kinds of things. And um, on on the day that the Dragon Awards came out, um, uh, the nominations came out, uh, somebody texted me and said congratulations for the nomination on doing the graphic novel. And I went, oh, that's pretty cool. I thought the graphic novel came out two years ago, but I'll take it. And then I went and looked at it and went, no, it's for the House of Trades comics, which, which is even cooler because it's material that I wrote with Brian, not the original Frank Herbert stuff. And then I looked closer and I went volume two is the one that's nominated. How did volume two get nominated? But I was happy no matter what, and I posted all over the place on my social media. And let's just hope that that draws more readers to the to the comics.
0: Okay, all right, Doc. He answered a bunch in in one because he's efficient like that. So read the well, side chat, okay? Because
1: he's amazing like that, to be honest.
0: So while while she's reading, Sorry. what the question is to ask you with as many books as you're writing, like is it? caffeine straight to the bloodstream are you like doing Folger's dip you uh mainlining Red Bull what's the secret
2: beer right now so um,
0: (laughs) so beer is the secret I'll tell my doctor
2: uh, coffee coffee in the mornings and then beer when I'm kind of um letting my hair down well I don't do that much anymore either but um um, I well coffee is a secret I mean I'm, I'm a morning person I get up I have my coffee I I work out in the gym and then I'm all fired up and ready to go and I go out writing for most of the morning because I I write with a, a, a digital recorder right here. It's a little... I go out hiking on the trails in Colorado and I dictate. I, I did a...
1: No wonder you're so fake.
2: Yep. I keep myself exercised. I just did a 12-mile big mountain hike on Tuesday um, and I just do that. But it's not just the coffee. It's the fact that I really love what I'm doing. I mean, I mean, I don't look for other, I don't look, I don't look for excuses to not write. I look for excuses to turn down other things to do so that I can spend time writing instead.
0: So do you ever share with, uh, with your fans, the, uh, raw audio dictation?
2: Well, I just had a, my first big Kickstarter was in May. And one of the big stretch goals in the Kickstarter was this was for a new book in my Dan Chamble zombie PI series, because the fans have been demanding the next one of those. And I just kept um, being busy with other big stuff. But I finally carved out the time for it. And I went out and I dictated the whole um, the whole novel. It's called Double Booked. And for one of the one of the stretch goals and one of the um, levels that somebody could contribute they could get my raw audio files exactly as i wrote them huffing and puffing and it was in the winter i wrote it so it was in the snowstorms here in colorado you could hear the wind blowing there's one day it was it was literally 20 below 0 and i was bundled up and i was dictating through a balaclava and and a scarf and you can kind of hear me muffled in that because i'm dictating it and and i think it was 150 bucks or something at that level you got all of the original audio files of me dictating the chapters as I'm walking along the trails and and uh, going up and down. And you can hear, you know, dogs barking you know, at me you, and things.
1: You should really put that on Patreon because I could see some fans really, really doing that.
2: Well, I got quite a few people who did it for the Kickstarter. And and yeah, I could do stuff like that. I, I
1: You don't my, have a bad voice. I mean, there's some... Well, it's it's
2: all my... It's all my list of million things to do is to set up a Patreon account. It's just hasn't risen up above number 99 quite yet. And yeah.
1: I I, right. I had somebody who recently told me, and I'm like, yeah, but how do you do that? Like, what's a brand? They're like, no, no, no. To make this easy, you get to be the brand. And then everything else from there. And I'm like, you're insane. Like, right. Okay. But well, Patreon.
2: That with Patreon and with Kickstarter, whatever, That that is one of the things that has changed in in publishing over the past 10 years or so. Because I was I was published by Bantam Books and Tor Books and HarperCollins and Simon & Schuster and all these things. And none of those publishers want to mention that you were published by any other publisher. Of course. So the Star Wars publisher doesn't want to mention the X-Files publisher. And, and so as an author, I was like split up into 300 different camps. Yeah. But instead, I started making Kevin J. Anderson as my brand. It's like, wait a minute. If you're a fan of mine, maybe you'll like my Star Wars books and my Seven Sons books and my Dune books and my and I'm the only one that can pull them together because the separate publishers won't. Yeah. And and I've really pulled together my own uh, fan club, my newsletter, my social media stuff and and, you know, my. My cats have their own fan clubs now and and stuff like that. So,
0: um, is that sarcasm or do they really have their own fan? Club?
2: Well, I, I have one of my cats, Percival Lowell Anderson, has his own Facebook page with four hundred followers on it. So uh, they see Percival's postings and he helps me uh, promote my books by sitting on them and I take a picture and um, my marketing guide. But yes, if only
1: my you. 10-year-old was that useful. Instead, when I put on makeup, he goes, you're weird. You don't have a costume on. Why did you do that?
2: So, you know, with these, I don't have a Patreon just because I I haven't found the time to set one up yet. Okay. Um, but then the other thing is when you have a Patreon and somebody's paying you whatever, 10 bucks a month, then you have to feel obligated to yeah. give them content every month and- Um, I don't like to be pinned to the, I don't know. It's not like I I don't write calendar,
1: pinned uh, to the calendar.
2: Yeah. But, but the other thing is, is that, you know, I, I write all the time and I could give them the audio files and yeah, sure, doc. I'll just, I'll just find more free time and I'll set up my Patreon page.
1: Hey, you know what? Everybody keeps giving me extra projects. I'm just sharing the love. Okay.
2: Well, you set up my Patreon page then you can have it. Sure, you pay me, I'll do it. Right. There you go. I'll pay (laughs) you. I'll pay you in comics. <laughs> you
0: know, was, Doc's uh, just crazy yeah. enough. She would yeah. work for, for books. Well, that would have
2: plenty of around
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Doc. is
1: oh, oh, not giving away my secret. <laughs> so,
0: oh, I wasn't supposed to tell people that? Oops.
1: JR wants me to ask, what convention are you most excited about this year? Well, Dragon
2: Con, always. See? But, he
1: knows the right answer.
2: Well, and it's the correct answer, too. But... Um, I mean, I do a lot of writers' conferences that I really like,
1: mm-hmm. and I
2: run one called Superstars Writing Seminars. And I heard, hear
1: amazing That's things. One
2: of my we I that just I come out of that one kind of shaken every year because I'm just so inspired by it. Um, my best
1: one of my best friends went this year, and she loved it. Jay Boyce.
2: Yes, she's she's a dear friend of mine too. She's so.
1: amazing. I love her.
2: Uh, and so. And- the writing conferences are, are really important to me, and I just finished my summer residency at my university, so that was really cool with my grad students. But Dragon Con is my favorite fan convention all year.
0: So I, it was poorly worded question, so we evolve these questions as we do interviews and we, <laughs> we touch up what we do, but she was supposed to ask you, what about Dragon Con this year are you most excited about? Is there any specific part of it that you like? I
2: do um the four hours of sleep i get every other night or something <laughs> well you I get four do,
1: hours don't do work I
2: Get my schedule and i i think i on saturday i think i've got um eight hours of programming straight or sunday i've got seven hours and things so i'm i'm busy and if you can't find me you're just not of course there's 75,000 people there, so I guess I can hide if I want to. But I'm marching <laughs> with the Dune fan group in the Dragon Con parade this uh, next Saturday, a week from I'm so
1: excited.
2: Oh, so that's going to be fun. And just, you know, I'm on Star Wars panels, I'm on Dune panels. Uh, the artists for the Dune graphic novel, they're both from Spain. They came over as special guests for the comic track. So I will oh, wow, meet, that's them. So cool. meet them for the first <laughs> time. We're doing signing panels together and and they're going to be marching with me in the parade, so um, that's fun to be building. For the longest time, the Dune fan community was kind of um, narrow. It was, there, there wasn't like a big, like a five hundred first thing for Dune. Yeah, and now it's starting to build up, and I'm watching the costumers and the comics fans and the gaming fans and and. You know, I've been working in the universe for 26 years now, so I'm very happy to see it. You
1: know, the the last year, Sue Phillips, who is a very good friend of mine, you know her, she did a fan panel, and it was so, the line was so huge, they had to do two of them.
2: I know, I was on it.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. I had, I had to do line. the panel.
2: It was like, all right, remember those clever answers and do them all over again the next hour. and. <laughs>
0: So uh, Dune has reached mainstream enough that Gordon Ramsay has talked about you on one of his uh, Hell's Kitchen or whatever it was. There's so much spice uh, something something Dune joke in there that's become some of a meme. Um, So you've talked about you've got a lot of paneling books. So which panel are you most excited about participating in? Either one you want to go to or one you're going to sit on as a panelist?
2: panel i'm gonna to go to when do i have time to go to panels
1: you go to panels and then you sit on them and talk
2: i, I, I go to panels by being on the panels by kind of when i'm uh, when i go to panels um i i guess meeting the two dune artists and being able to have us panel with them and and sharing conversation with them is the thing i'm looking for have you works. ever met but, them
1: in real life no like, never I, never wow, that's huge then because you guys gave birth to this amazing comic. So that's huge. Right.
2: So, I mean, we would email and I'd send them the scripts and everything. So we, we've we worked closely, but I've never sat next to them. So that'll be great. And I believe the publisher has got like special Dragon Con exclusive prints that, that me and Raul and Patricia, the two artists, that the three of us will be signing and you can only get them at DragonCon. So better come yes. to the signing.
1: I, I need one of these and I'm working, Seriously. Oh, well. <sighs> I you're gonna have like to
0: make it. extra time, just like we'll you told see. him.
2: We'll see if All there's any leftovers. All
0: right, doc, next question is yours. So
1: I, um, being a person who creates panels, I'm always interested to know, are there any panels that you've seen this year that you're like, mm, I'd love to do that panel? Even if you're not on it, like what panel are you, do you? You know, I,
2: I fill out the questionnaire like months in advance. And that has like a hundred different questions on it, things to pick. And I picked them. And then a week ago, I got this long list saying, here's the panels you're on. And so that's kind of all (laughs) of my involvement to it. Because when I looked at, here's the panels I'm on, I go, well, I guess I don't have time to go to any panels. So, Well,
1: what panel topic would you ever want to cover that you haven't covered? How about that?
2: Or what or would, would be, be like your do favorite? Do you know topic? how many panels I've been on over the past 30 years? Okay, uh,
1: so what would be your favorite panel topic that you'd love to do again then? Uh, I know I've put i put you on some of those panels. Uh, one of the I'm
2: ones that, that Rebecca and I, my wife and I give almost every year that, that really hits close to our heart that we give into the writer's track is called Things I Wish Some Pro Had Told Me when I was starting out. And, and it's kind of nuts and bolts about you know, I did this wrong. Don't do that. And, and I know this person who screwed up their career because they did this. Don't do that. And, and it's always well attended. And and we really like passing along the, the professionalism lecture. Like
0: the,
1: the very we, blunt, straightforward. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm just going to tell you, don't do this.
2: Yes. And our, our, our number one piece of advice is don't ever, 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 ever be an asshole.
1: Hey! Everybody needs know, to learn I that. Know, they hear
2: that. Everyone needs to learn that one.
0: Okay, question number twenty. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna confuse Doc. Wait, All right, no, you ask your Doc. One on here. No, no, I, I, I was teasing you, Doc. Next question is mine. You're okay. We don't want to math you too hard. You're only the chemist, so. Uh, you know, we've talked about There's obviously in the beginning, we listed all 15 categories. Do you think there's going to be an expansion of the panels, uh, of the categories? Um, and if so, which would you would you like to see added to the Dragon Award categories?
2: Um, one of the things I'm, and I obviously don't know the 15 off the top of my head, but it would be nice to have a short fiction category because there's so many great short stories published. Um Best Anthology would be another good one, because there's so many really good anthologies out there. Um, But one of the things to notice on that list that you read, there are some kind of obscure categories. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in Dragon Con really covers the bases with these awards. Like there are are categories that, that don't get no love from nobody and yeah. you've got a category for like the best miniatures and stuff is there another is there a category from any other award that that recognizes like card games and well i'm sure there is in the, in the gaming industry yeah but
1: i think those are specific this is like many things dragon con does cross genre cross media
2: well and that's what i thought that the really um that's what dragon con is and it's it's been a long standing Dragon Con is often if not always the same weekend as the World Science Fiction Convention. And people have always asked me, "Well, Kevin, why aren't you going to Worldcon?" I said, "Well, because it's the same weekend as Dragon Con." And and they would go, "Yeah, but it's it's the World Science Fiction Convention." And I said, "Yeah, but there are more readers at Dragon Con than there are at the World Science Fiction Convention." That 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 really and truly there are so many readers who will read comics. They will read um, gaming fiction. They will read big epic fantasies. They'll read military science fiction, and they'll read literary stuff. But Worldcon covers a much narrower slice of the field. And Worldcon I think is very
1: own. classic.
2: Yeah, and, and I think more of my fans, because I write comics and games and short stories and novels and media tie-ins and and all that stuff i i think that i just have a larger larger demographic at dragon con
0: well, i'd I like to see them add you. i'd love to see them add a category for artist for like the cover art and stuff because the cover art that's coming out lately is amazing
1: yeah but that, I, I mean, I, I'm reading, if anybody's been watching the video of this, I've clearly been agreeing with Kevin because I've been telling them they need to do an anthology category, at least, every year.
2: Well, and the thing about, I just saw an example yesterday about this new art AI that will, you feed in all a bunch of terms that's in the book, and it'll generate a bunch of cover images for you. And they look awesome. And Okay. I, I would be really scared if I were a cover artist. But um. So
0: I, I would have suggested uh, before the last one we did that they just combine graphic novel and uh, comic book into one to make an extra category if they're limited by number. But I have since gotten hate mail, two of them, for people that told me I know nothing of what I'm talking about and I should stick to shooting things uh, in fiction. <laughs> so apparently the email works, Doc.
1: Who would have thunk? Nobody ever says anything negative to me.
0: All right, Doc. Next question (laughs) is yours. We're just going to move on, and and I'm not going to touch that one.
1: (laughs) Did you lose your 10-foot pole again? Um, That is a joke, JR. I know. know, Social
0: distancing. I was going to make a joke back, but I wasn't sure if that was allowed on YouTube anymore.
1: (laughs) So um, we've talked about Expansion of Back. So which book would you vote for that's not your own we know you'd vote for your own because that's the smart one so what book would you vote for and say Melissa.
2: You you mean on the ballot this year yeah,
1: on the ballot oh, no. sorry no. on the ballot nope. yes nope
2: i'm not gonna say that fair nope not
1: every year people coming up to me and ask me for who i voted for who i nominated and i just smile at them because so many of my friends and, and wonderful authors are in the same categories and I'm like, this is not fair. Makes Every year it makes me very glad that I, I only so, have one child.
0: Have you uh, read a significant number of the ones that are on the nomination ballot this year?
1: No, I just found out the
2: nominees a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well,
0: I assume since then you looked at it.
2: Well, I've looked at it. I read maybe one discretionary book a year because I'm always under deadline and I've got to work on other things. So, um, oh, that's right. you got to read a lot of source
0: material,
2: I too. I do tons of audiobooks and I do, do tons of books for my teaching. Remember, my students, we publish 16 of their books every year. And oh. so that keeps me busy. And um, I, I really, you know, when I, I all day long, I'm staring at words and writing words and editing words. And when I'm done, I usually cut, just kind of want to kick back and watch the voice on TV or something like that. Nice. Watch, watch people's heads blow up on TV. And, <laughs> so. I
1: highly recommend Monster Hunter Stories too, because it's very fun and you get to kill things and it's so therapeutic. But I know you are short on time, and we, because you are so busy and your fans will kill us if we distract you too long from writing your books. And I like to live. So my biggest question of the night. What are you going to do when you win? Because I don't think there's an if. I think it's a when.
2: I'll say my thanks to the Academy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this is the prettiest award in all of science fiction. Because the Dragon Award really is. It's a
0: gorgeous award.
1: It is. It truly is. So thank you so so much for spending your time with us.
0: So... It's, we're gonna go with the you won. Do you have a special plans to display the award this year?
1: Are you gonna put it right next to your other one?
2: <laughs> well, I got one years ago for best uh alternate history with Sarah Hoyt for a book called Uncharted. Not that action adventure movie that came out last year called No, Uncharted.
1: no, 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 no. This one.
2: That one, yes. The
1: I'm the- not a book nerd at all.
2: We just watched the movie Uncharted the other night, and oh man, and one of the most ridiculous movies ever. But, um. Let's see. I, I will have Wait, a place to okay. get on the There's mantle. a problem
1: with my book. It's defective.
0: No well, sign.
2: We need to get that <laughs> fixed.
1: I know. So you and I have plans If you now. come to
2: the same signing where we're giving away these prints with the Dune artists, you can get two birds with one stone.
0: Ooh. So speaking of two birds with one stone, I know we promised you a short interview and we sort of broke that promise because we were gabbing. But uh, if, if listeners or viewers wanted to find you on the interwebs, and as usual, this will be in the show notes, dear listener. Uh, what's the best way to do that?
2: Well, one of, one clear way, because we've been talking about so many of my projects. Um, I've got a web store where I'm selling all the signed copies of my stuff for cover price. So it's not not cheating you. And it's wordfireshop.com if you want signed stuff and you can't come to DragonCon. Or if you're like, uh, Seska, you just don't want to bother to see me at DragonCon.
1: Um, <laughs> hey, that's no, not true.
2: Uh, let's see. On, on Twitter, I'm the word the with my initials, the KJA. Um, and I do not talk politics on social media. So you'll find it interesting with pictures of my cats and my hikes and my books and stuff. Uh, Facebook, just look up official Kevin J. Anderson page and you'll find stuff. And And my regular website is wordfire.com, which is my bio and book list and and other stuff. So Anyway, I I, I look forward to Dragon Con. It's my favorite con every year. And it's, I mean, I was just thinking about, um, I got invited to the Stormtrooper mixer, 501st mixer on Saturday night. And I'm going, oh, great, let's do that again. I realized this is like part of my life. We've been doing this for decades. And it's really cool that it's, um, you know, it's still really a lot of fun, but it's like just, it's every Labor Day. That's what we do. Don't make any other plans.
1: I call it Home Planet Week.
0: Okay. (laughs) So that's how you can find Kevin. Links will all be in the show notes. Dear listener, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash SF underscore fantasy underscore show. Backslash SF underscore fantasy underscore show. You can email me at blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. Blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. Except for those people that want to send the hate mail, you know who you are. We don't want any more of that. Uh the blasters and blades Facebook group where all the shenanigans happen over at Facebook.com backslash groups, backslash a blasters and blades podcast. Again, backslash groups, backslash blasters and blades podcast. Podcast. We have our website at anchor.fm backslash blasters tech and tech blades. Again, anchor.fm backslash blasters dash and dash blades, where you can support the podcast for as little as ninety nine cents a month. You can help keep the lights on, or you can support the show more directly at buymeacoffee.com backslash author j r hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com backslash author JR Hanley. Be sure to put in the comment section that it is for the podcast. And uh, I promise I will keep my co-hosts duly caffeinated. They will drink until their uh, liver explodes. And uh, as usual, uh, normally we'd make a joke about, you know, quitting and stuff. But instead, we're going to remind you to go vote.
1: Well, I need to go drink coffee. It's Dragon Con time. Caffeine.
0: That's right. All right, Doc. Bring us home.
1: Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For the absentee addlebrained Nick Garber, and the really Addlebrain, JR, I'm Seska. This was the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place, talking about our favorite things, uh, cheesy jer- jokes, nerd culture, all things that go boom, and of course, books, because it, it is me.
0: It is you. All right. Have a nice one.